It's the Off Grid Prep Things Podcast. Good evening and happy Friday. It's the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast, episode 33. 33. Off Grid Systems for Normal People. Yeah, this is this is really important to us. Yeah, you don't have to live like a caveman. I mean, you're not going to have like a hundred washers and dryers going at the same time. And and, and you don't have to spend $50,000. Yeah. It, you can just like do it normally for mm-hmm. a reasonable amount of money and be able to run a reasonable amount of things. The amount of systems that I installed early in my career that were poor American components, like poor, yeah, poor quality poor American quality, components yeah. for an extra zero. Mm-hmm. Things are so cheap now than, and things are so much higher quality. So much better. Yeah. Most of the inverters, especially the hybrid inverters out there, uh, ours in particular mm-hmm. and most, they are, yes, Chinese made, but they're a German design. Yeah. And what happened in the 2000s was a massive solar boom in Australia. And there was a bit of a solar boom in America, but America generally stuck with their own components. And it's like driving a 1970s American car. It's a yeah. piece of garbage. Yeah. Like you can keep making it and keep <laughs> saying it's amazing, and it's not. Made in the USA. Cadillacs. Doesn't count for a lot if it's still a hunk of junk. Cadillacs haven't been good since the 50s. Yeah. Like maybe some of them are now, <laughs> but like everybody knows that if you drive a Cadillac, you're into gaudy mm-hmm. idiocy. So. The same thing bled into the solar industry in America. And so the the hub of a solar system beyond the solar panels and batteries is your inverter. Yeah. And the hybrid inverters, and we're going to talk more about this. I'm getting a little carried away because yeah. it's a bit of a passion point of mine. <laughs> but and this hybrid inverter installed this many and been frustrated with so many sales pitches and just people yeah. not knowing what they're talking about and think they know what they're talking mm-hmm. about. It's brutal. Anyway, batteries are simple. The chemistry's are various but you, you you know what you're getting when it comes to an inverter and a charge controller we're going to talk about a hybrid design that is now available on amazon prime for under a thousand dollars and even five years ago when i was really getting into these and learning about these and they were mm-hmm. still only coming from china uh they were only fifteen hundred dollars then and they replaced up to a ten thousand dollar american setup yeah which still wasn't as good mm-hmm like it's bizarre, so. So we've we, we've scoped it out. That's kind of my we've, main. We've been doing these systems for over sixteen years now. We have industrial, yeah. commercial, yeah, houses, cabins. We're not trying to sell you a system because we don't do that anymore. But we would like to help you so that you don't get led astray by somebody who's trying to sell you a system. It's still easy. <laughs> Just the other day, I was talking to somebody. I don't know. I think I was cold calling, and I yeah. ended up getting a response. From a solar installer right and um he emailed me back and he said uh oh i don't care about those systems blah 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 but what do you think about this one and he sent me a link to a schneider inverter yeah and it's still like a fifteen thousand dollar unit for the inver- it, you should be able to get a whole system for the that. whole system and you can yeah and we're going to talk about that okay i guess we should take a quick break before we get into the nitty-gritty of building a solar system for yeah. normal people. How about if you go to our store, mm. you can find 
a linked whole home lithium battery backup system. Yeah. If you go to offgridprepfamily.com and you click on the store button, mm -hmm. it's in the automation section. Yep. And this has everything you need except for your solar panels and it's in one box. So you don't need to hire somebody, you just plug it in. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's based off of a system that's sold by Link Automation. Uh, it's uh, Link Automation, all one word, dot co, dot co. Yep. And it's in the Link Automation store section as well. And it's the 9.0 version is the one that we have in our store. And it powers your whole home with up to 5,000 watts. Yeah, there it's was a there was a eleven point six kilowatt hour, which was hmm. based on two hundred amp hour cells. Okay, these were life peel four cells, but uh, you can't get them anymore. Okay, uh, I had two or three wholesalers just dry up, but these are based on cells that are landed and stored, like they're currently in Western Canada and Eastern Canada, and it's a wholesaler that I found that has a huge stock and one hundred and seventy six amp hour cells. So it's okay. a smaller capacity, but that's why it's the weird number of nine kilowatt hours. Right. And the the system has an inverter capacity of 5,000 watts continuous, which is what our house has. And you want to go as big as you can. Right. Because even if you only, say, plug in a 1,500 watt dishwasher or a 1,500 watt air conditioner, which has a surge of 6,000 watts. Right. Right, because when a compressor kicks in, it surges. Mm -hmm. You want your system to be much larger than that because the components will be remo more robust. Okay. Like even just the electronic components, like the relays and the circuitry, everything will be able to handle it several times over and not wear out fast. If you're pushing your system to the limits, like if you only have a 1500 watt inverter and you try and plug a toaster in you might get away with that a half a dozen times before you right. burn the thing out Okay, so even though the numbers match up you want to be way higher Okay, so the link whole home lithium battery backup system. Yeah, check on it out store? on our store So now we can get into the nitty-gritty. What does the system look like for normal people? How much do, do normal people usually use like normal people who don't live off-grid? That's a good question, dear. <laughs> what a good looking question. What a good looking question. <laughs> I spent years installing grid tied systems. Yeah. And most houses, if they're not, if they don't have electric heat, mm -hmm. I found that most houses with heat pumps, even an electric range, which mm -hmm. is an occasional thing, they use between 30 and 40 kilowatt hours per day or a thousand kilowatt hours per month. All right. Five years ago, the last time I was checking bills, because I don't check bills, yeah. <laughs> that equated to about a hundred to one hundred fifty dollar a month electrical bill on okay. average. Yeah, that but varies a lot with where you are. It varies a lot with where you are, and I know that even in the last couple of years, bills have doubled, if not tripled. Yeah. So I have no idea what that costs, but yeah. I do know that most houses, if anything, have reduced their usage. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at houses that were using a thousand kilowatt hours a month. I was looking at bills because I, I had to calculate how much solar to put on the roof to get them as close to net zero as possible. Right. So a thousand kilowatt hours a month seems to be, seemed to be the average usage. And if In, you looked at your bill you'd know how much bigger or smaller yeah, they'll tell you. you are. Yeah, your bill's really clear on how many kilowatt hours a month you use. That's okay. how they base your usage charges. So Let's talk about how much regular appliances use. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people who go and get the fancy off-grid appliances from the off-grid store. 
I don't know if they've just won the lottery. We've or... lived with these. I, lo- I love your staccato there. <laughs> Off grid appliances. They're terrible. They're so junky. And so expensive. Just use so normal junky. stuff. Get an egg, a stove. Get a. What's the sm- smeg fridge? Yes. Yeah, just get fine. normal, beautiful appliances. Yeah. They're so well like. engineered. They're, it's fine. Uh, a dishwasher, for example. Yes. A dishwasher uses. When the heating element kicks on, if you've ever, I can guarantee very few of our listeners, I'm just now getting into my engineer head here, (laughs) very few of our listeners will have stood beside a dishwasher for the entire cycle, listening and watching the slight dimming of the lights, trying to figure out how often the heating element kicks on. Or watching like the the monitor. The monitor to see how much power. Anyway, having done that, having experienced this firsthand, a dishwasher will pull about 1500 watts of power or 1.5 kilowatts for an hour on the quick cycle right and any i don't know who washes dishes beyond the quick cycle it's insane yeah like some of these things have three hour cycles yeah it's absurd it's just going all day long yeah (laughs) now it only uses that from what i can tell for about a third to a half of the cycle it clicks on it clicks off there's a relay in the the dishwasher yeah and it's temperature controlled to keep the water at a certain temperature predefined at the factory okay so when you're using it it only uses it for about half so what you're looking at is if you run one dishwasher cycle per day that's 0.75 kilowatt hours all right now if we pencil time ladies and gentlemen if we simplify that and let's say we call it one kilowatt hour Mm -hmm. that means if you're thousand kilowatt hours per month one load of dishwasher usage only equates to 30 Right. kilowatt hours per month okay so that the dishwasher is not the big thing even though it's a huge load right so where does the power go electrical appliances that heat that's where most of the power goes okay so you're talking about a range uh you're talking about an air conditioner instant pot uh instant pot electric hot water heater Toaster even though oven. i did say a thousand kilowatts per month these houses most of them had electric water heaters yeah which is not a constant load electric heat like baseboard heat is a constant load these things can run for 12 hours out of the day in a cold climate yeah so that is constant huge power just not it feasible. is it's not feasible it's nearly incalculable when mm-hmm. you're trying to s- set up a solar system so i don't even i don't even talk about it because it's pointless okay so how much of your normal grid tied house bill is due to the electric appliances that you use that heat stuff if you have electric heat like baseboard heaters i would say 90 percent like uh, stock watering bowls, yeah. anything that has a heating element the element in it that goes for a long period of time, mm-hmm. that's where most of your electric electricity bill is going. Okay. I would say the houses that I looked at who had maybe only one baseboard heater in the bathroom, for example, or mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I know that most of them had electric hot water heaters, that's where most of the power was going. Okay. Electric heat is, I mentioned in the last episode, It's a result of a horribly inefficient electrical grid that was designed in the 70s. Well, it wasn't designed then, but it came to fruition in the 70s. And they were practically paying people to take power off of these, again, poorly designed nuclear reactor systems. Right. They they had to get rid of the power. Right. The Hoover Dam. They had to get rid of it. Electric blankets and electric heat because power was so, so cheap. Yeah. And the population was much smaller. Mm -hmm. And now. We're feel, just feeling the effects of, okay, now they don't have enough power. Or, most likely, given the, the last few years of political climate, they're just simply profiteering. Right. 
Either way. It was inefficient. It's still inefficient. It didn't used to matter, but now it does. Now it matters. <laughs> so this has all led to a system where we just try and draw more power than is now available. Yeah, that's and really what's happening. It's only and, recently. And electric vehicles are causing so much problem. Like Even so the many electric problems. heat pumps, everyone switched to like heat pumps heat for pumps? their AC. Folks, heat pumps are compressors. Yeah. One of the biggest electrical power users. Yeah. When these things kick on, you can feel the power yeah. surge. It's ridiculous. And so and if even, you've got that and your Tesla, yeah, like no wonder we have heat the rolling pumps blackouts are not and the, the rolling answer. brownouts. Heat pumps are a compressor that uses as much power as an electric baseboard heater. It okay. just does it in a different way. Yeah. It's an electric baseboard heater with a fancy label. But it's so ugly and it's a pie on your Oh, wall. and there's a fan. <laughs> so there's more power. <laughs> All right, and it's so... Oh, and it's also still a brushed AC motor. Yeah, it's still a brushed that's AC. Insane. Some of the nicer heat pumps use an inverter. Okay. Which, that's another discussion. So, they're inefficient. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that are kind of a no-go for a normal people off-grid yeah. system. The grid is failing now, and more people are plugging in their electric cars, more people are using their heat pumps to cool and heat their houses, mm -hmm. and they're thinking that they're helping the environment. <laughs> the they're not. The heat pumps and the electric cars are just burning the same coal and gas that the rest of us are using. They are. They just don't know it because the generator that's running their home isn't within earshot. Yeah. So it's just like if we didn't have solar panels, we just ran our generator 24-7. 24-7. That's, That's what, what every single grid-tied house is doing. Yeah. They just have the luxury of not hearing that generator. I worked in the natural gas sector for a few years, and most of, uh, let's call it middle Canada, and mm -hmm. I'm sure middle U.S. Yeah, remember all that fracking mm -hmm. stuff? Mm -hmm. Our listeners under the age of 30 or 40 probably yeah. don't remember that. Yeah. The... The power generation in Middle Earth, we'll call mm. it, runs on natural gas. So they pump natural gas out of the ground through a series of uh, pipelines, mm -hmm. send it to compressor stations, which compress it, and then eventually it goes to power generation stations, which run, they burn natural gas in turbines. Right. It's just a fancy Honda generator. Yeah. That's all it is. So the whole point of living off-grid is to have your own yeah. power generator. So we're not touting do something magical. No. We're saying do your own. Yeah, it's, it's not that it's any better. It's no. just that it's yours. It's and yours. And you're in control of it. It's like paying off your mortgage, right? It really is. You pay off your mortgage, which I know very few people can do now. We have paid off our mortgage through hard, hard work mm -hmm. and planning. Yeah. And it is liberating beyond belief yeah if you own the ground under your feet yeah and the power that's coming into your home yeah it doesn't take a whole lot to feed yourself no no your bills are substantially reduced yeah, there's like nothing left really it just gives your family freedom which is what prepping's all about so, yeah back to power usage if you want to go off the grid, you're going to have to make some drastic reductions. Yeah. But you don't have to go without those things. You just need to switch them. You do. In our episode earlier, we talked about a $5,000 basically get off the grid with the minimum amount system. Right. And we talked about what you had to do, which was basically living 
you're living in a cabin. Like you yeah. don't have standard appliances. You're you're you really have like a tiny deep freeze, tiny a bar everything. Yeah. Yeah. So today's episode is for people who want to live live off the grid, but not sacrifice much in terms of normal life. Mm-hmm. As I said earlier, the first thing you have to get rid of is electric heating. Right. In so all forms. Anything that heats. Anything. Water, baseboards, anything that heats electricity. Your, your electric dryer. Electric dryer, electric range. Okay. Those things have to be gone. First, let's talk about the ultimate homesteading planner. If you go to offgridprepfamily.com and click on the planners tab, you'll see about a dozen options. And it's to like basically overhaul and coordinate your entire life. This is a planner you've been working on for years. Mm-hmm. Just put into book form so I wouldn't have to keep printing it out. Mm-hmm. And it's cheaper to just buy it from Amazon than it is to print it out. It really is. Yeah, yeah. you're going to spend more on printer ink. The thing's huge. Yeah. Uh, you can use it to coordinate your home learners or up to six family members or your home-based business. It's super customizable on the daily layouts. It has full-size daily layouts. And there's actually like 63 weeks worth, so you get a little bonus. There are areas to plan your garden and your livestock and your pantry and your freeze-dried food and your household inventory and a big emergency preparedness stuff at the end. So check it out. It's $15.99 on Amazon, the ultimate homesteading planner, or you can find them all at offgridprepfamily.com on the planners tab. Nice. Okay, so if I don't want to switch out my electric appliances that heat yes. for something, more some alternative. More efficient? Yeah. How much is that system going to cost me? Uh, like 10 times more. Oh. Instead of $10,000, it's going to cost you about $100,000 minimum. <laughs> okay. And that, uh, that also depends how often you want to run these things. Right. It could energy, be more than that. Yeah, the energy has to come from somewhere. It could cost you $200,000. Right. Like, it so, skyrockets. So, electric dryer, electric oven, and electric heat. Yeah, get rid of them. That's that's an easy choice to let's, make. Let's talk about the, the alternatives. Okay. One quick alternative. An electric dryer, mm-hmm. hang it on the line. Yes. Like, 10 months of the year. Yeah. And we have high humidity. Yes, we do. Yeah. We, uh, we hang it inside when the wood stove's going. We hang it outside yeah. when it's not. There are also propane dryers. If you really like those fluffy towels... That's an option. Yeah, and I've propane never. Propane hasn't gone up much. No, propane didn't move at all. Yeah. Um, what about like normal electronics? What can I run of this so-called system for normal people? Like we have Wi-Fi routers. Yep, we have two. A couple of fridges. We do. We have a water pump that runs intermittently. This is an important point, actually. The Water pumps, if you're talking about a well pump, right. most well pumps, like uh, if you've got a two horsepower well pump, mm-hmm. two horsepower doesn't sound like a lot, but a two horsepower well pump uses 1500 watts. Whoa. Because electrically speaking, one horsepower equals 746 watts. Okay. So one horsepower well pump does not, that's and not, that's like maybe a hundred foot well. Does it? run all the time um no it runs when so most water well systems have a, a large pressure tank okay okay so it runs intermittently just like ours S- but yeah but not like less. once a day it's like once an hour maybe more oh yeah yeah it doesn't take much to empty okay. a yeah. 20 gallon pressure tank wow yeah 
And so this thing pulls 1500 watts just like your dishwasher. Okay. So not only are you thinking about overall consumption, but when you're off the grid, you're thinking about simultaneous consumption. Right, like what am I using at the same time? Yeah, because okay. you... You don't you, want to size your system too big if you don't... No, you don't want to go crazy with a 10,000 watt inverter mm -hmm. if you only need 5,000 watts. Because okay. you make some really intelligent choices. And as I said earlier, or just a minute ago, you can go from a $100,000 system down to a $10,000 system yeah. really quickly. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take much. So what would you recommend well, for a Well, we have... Uh, we have a what's called a diaphragm pump, and you'll find these mostly in RVs. Right. They make a like a buzzing sound. Mm -hmm. It's like a brrrr sound. Okay. You do hear it, but it's not obtrusive. And instead of using 1500 watts, like a standard well mm -hmm. pump, this thing uses 100 watts. Okay. Like it is a. And we still use the pressure tank, so we even do. Then it so there is a like buffer. Yeah. Yeah. So you can wash your hands, or you right. get halfway through filling the sink. Before it, before it kicks on. Okay. So it does run intermittently, but okay. at a tenth the power... So it's still about making good choices. Yeah. Oh, and not only a tenth the power, it's... Uh, what did I sell a well pump for once? I don't know. It was like 1500 bucks yeah, or something yeah. like that. Once again, it only costs $150. Right. And we just keep a spare. I think I have yeah. two spares. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Like, it's really easy. Redundancy. Yeah. Okay, I also, I don't worry at all about like running the mixer or the blender, mm -hmm. right? We've got deep freezers. Uh, in the winter, we run two. We do, yep. We do the little plug-in essential oil things. In relation to your earlier episode about uh, buying half a cow, Yeah. we get our meat in the fall. And that's when the chickens go in the freezer too. Yeah, so and so we load up our deep freezes in the fall. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a couple TVs, mm -hmm. normal TVs. Yep. Um, all that stuff adds up. And that's sort of like a constant load. Yeah. Like it's basically happening all the time. All the time, more or less. So all of those like normal power usages, how mm -hmm. much do they draw about? I would say they would draw around 350, 300 to 400 watts all the time. Okay. So that, that gives you an idea. Maybe closer mm -hmm. to 300. Okay. So in a 24-hour period, that's... 7.2 kilowatts? Yeah, kilowatt yeah, hour? more or less. So it's 7.2 kilowatt hours okay. just for constant basics. normal basics. Yeah. Now we have a, I think we have an 11 or 11.2 or 12 kilowatt hour system. Yeah. Um, so that leaves you 5 kilowatt hours for big stuff. Big things. Dishwasher, washing machine. Now, yeah. when we're talking about the 9 kilowatt hour system, that's kind of the minimum if you want to live comfortably, but you don't need two deep freezes and two fridges right. and two TVs. Maybe you don't have nine people yeah. in your house. You can cut that 7.2 kilowatt hours down to three yeah. kilowatt hours really fast if yeah. you just make really smart choices. Mm -hmm. So with our 12 kilowatt hour system, mm -hmm. we have roughly 24 hours of no sun yep. before we have to start thinking about generators. Running the generator, yeah. And that's if we do everything, like all our normal activities, including yep. the one load of dishwasher, a couple of loads of laundry, mm -hmm. a couple of showers. Which so, is a lot. Yeah, like, that's a, a lot, lot yeah. of activity. Uh, we have a lithium, like a... Lithium iron phosphate battery yeah. pack. If that makes a difference, does it? I mean, it's really the only safe li lithium chemistry out there, yeah. honestly. they, they tried like batteries that don't mind going up and down and up and down yeah. every day. It's, no, they're it's great. Kind of it, it's, uh, what is it called? Thermal... 
I don't know, thermal protection or thermal okay. overload. They have a fantastic thermal set, so they, okay. they don't overheat. Now let's talk about options for those things that you really do need to get rid of if you're going to have a yep. system that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Right. Um, water heater. So for a water heater, we have a propane on demand. Right. It works on a, it's a little tiny box that has a, a super hot propane element, mm -hmm. it, it, but it's cold on all the sides. You, you can touch it even when it's running and it has a direct vent chimney and which goes through the wall. So mm -hmm. it's all low temperature. Anyway, our propane hot water heater is more than enough for showers, dishwasher, everything. Yeah. And it works on a flow switch. So when the water starts running, it automatically engages and starts heating the water. Okay. Now you can spend, once again, you go to a plumbing wholesaler and they'll charge you 10 grand for one of these things. Mm -hmm. You can go to Amazon and buy one for six, 700 bucks. Yeah. And we've had ours for what, four years now? Yeah, it's awesome. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I think ours is an echo flow, but I think they've changed their name, but you'll find them. Yeah. Just go to Amazon. You'll, yeah. uh, there's lots of options. Uh, Electric stove. Mm -hmm. Just Not switch a it out for a propane stove. Propane stove, easy. Literally any natural gas stove mm -hmm. with just different orifices. Yeah, they all come with them. Yeah. If you buy a new natural gas stove, it'll come for the orifices for propane. Yeah. Most manufacturers, they just send them. Or mm -hmm. if you like bought a natural gas one used, you could easily get your hands on the other You ones. can. Yeah. Yep. Some propane stoves use electricity for the oven. Oh, our propane Some stove. Some more than others. I didn't realize this, so I'm going to geek out just a little bit here because okay. people want to hear this. Okay. And they should. What to watch for. So when you buy a really new natural gas stove and you turn on the burner, it goes click, click, click. Yeah. Okay, that's a piezoelectric ignition module, just like when you uh, you have one of those trigger lighters. Mm -hmm. And that's good. It uses, like, no power. Yeah. You can run it on a AAA battery. But our oven has this extremely complicated glow element. Right. It's an electric heating element that uses like 800 watts. The entire time your oven's running. Well, no, it is intermittent, but it's not intermittent <laughs> enough. And what it, the, the design, and I only learned this through research because I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Why mm -hmm. is this? Apparently it was put in place both as a safety thing and a thing where people couldn't switch things out so they had to keep buying parts from Kenmore or okay, whatever. Yeah. And Kenmore is like the base brand behind all these major brands now. Okay. And what it is is they actually electrically, like in the circuitry, they wire the the motor for the gas valve right. directly through this glow element and the, so you can't the circuitry no the circuitry senses the resistance mm -hmm. and so you can't just take this glow element out, element out it completely ruins the whole circuit okay and so this thing is the most dastardly inefficient way <laughs> of igniting propane and it's scary yeah it has to get red sometimes hot for way too long and sometimes it'll go it and that door moves a little bit yeah <laughs> like it's terrifying and how many times have I replaced it? Four? Yeah. In four years? Yeah. It is an absolute piece of we bake garbage. A lot. Like we cook everything from scratch, but yeah. I have seen ovens. No, we've officially just, I think a couple months ago, we gave up on it. Yeah. We, we quit just, using it because yeah. we have a wood stove with a wood oven. And we and have a barbecue. We use the barbecue and that's it. I, and, I just can't. Top. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And so we have this, this oven. There are newer ones. I've seen them where they use that tick 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 that piezoelectric ignition for the oven okay that's what it should always use yeah anyway it's my own personal trauma i would personally prefer a slightly older 
oven yeah that you have to light with like one of those long matches manually yeah yeah um for me with our oven with the glow plugs i just make sure that our batteries are above 50 percent before i bake something yeah so but you it, just bake at the right time of day as i said if you have one just give up on it it's not <laughs> worth it the maintenance is yeah if you terrible. have to start replacing those light ignition things it's it's a downhill slope yeah we also have the wood-fired cook stove in our kitchen, which basically runs all day long from mm -hmm. November through April. I think it our heats the water. It does. I think ours is is an Elmira. Yeah. It was made in Ontario between mm -hmm. the 70s and 80s. It's a workhorse. It's, it's phenomenal. Beautiful. It cooks all of our chickens, all of the beef. It heats the house. It mm -hmm. does all the canning, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so that's cooking stuff. That's cooking and water heating. How about? Um, the dryer. We already said laundry line. Yeah. Propane dryer. Laundry line. When you're running that wood stove, that laundry dries in no time. Yeah. And even in the winter, if you hang your clothes outside, they like freeze dry. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> Get them the next day in the sun. Yeah. We have an indoor line that we put in our great room in the north wing. Yeah. And that's how we dry all our laundry in the winter. Yeah. Um... I also wanted to say that if you're using propane for like your stove or mm -hmm. whatever, um, summer propane is no good. If you live somewhere with a north climate, you need to get your propane from a propane supplier and not from the hardware or the grocery store and not in the summer. So what they do in the summer, propane doesn't, they don't have freezing issues. Like propane doesn't freeze, but they use, I'll say benzene or some Something. kind of benzoate. Yeah. It's a different petroleum an product. It's, yeah. a, it's an additive, which they use a lot. It's probably 25% of the tank. Yeah. And it still burns on the barbecue like propane, but it's way cheaper, mm -hmm. but it freezes. It freezes in the winter. It freezes so in the lines, if everything. if you topped up your stock of propane in the summertime, yeah. just from the gas station or something, you go to use it in the winter and it's frozen. Yeah, your lines are going to freeze. Yeah, it's not great. Probably and not in the States. They to don't be deal safe, with this, you're going to want to store out years worth of propane. Mm -hmm. For us, that's roughly 12 tanks. Just it to is. Give you an idea. Uh, that's yeah. What we go yeah. At, at $25 a 12, 12 barbecue tanks. Yeah. Like these are little things. We mm -hmm. $20 a month. Yeah. Like, we don't yeah. We don't use much. Um, as far as small appliances that heat, in the summer when the sun's shining, I still use an Instant Pot mm -hmm. or a slow cooker or a waffle iron. Yep. I use a coffee maker. But in the winter, I am more careful because yeah. we do have pretty low amounts of sun in the winter. So I make sure that I have off-grid friendly options for all mm -hmm. those things. And I don't run anything like that if my batteries aren't above 50%. Yeah, a quick example with the coffee maker. We make what they call cowboy Outback coffee. or cow cowboy coffee. Greek coffee? Greek coffee. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah, you it's Basically, fine. you dump two scoops of coffee grounds mm -hmm. into a medium-sized pot boil it for 15 minutes like yeah. bring it to a boil 15 minutes center. and then you're done and then you turn it off and you just let the grounds yeah and you can do that on the there's wood stove there's also like a french press yeah you can do you french could press do the, the drip through yeah. drip through the sock costa rica style that's pretty gross it's gross but it works <laughs> there's lots of options for yeah. coffee um you, you need to have a good battery monitoring system yeah. otherwise you're flying blind with what you're you using, don't know right? what you're yeah you have no idea how full your batteries yeah. are Lithium batteries do, uh, they do drop off pretty fast. Well, so did uh, lead acid yeah. batteries. So yeah, you want to have a good BMS because it tells you what percentage your batteries are. Mm -hmm. And if, if it's a good one, it 
it'll tell you pretty accurately and you'll know when to start that generator. Okay. So talk to me about batteries. What do I need if I want to live a normal life mm -hmm. off grid? We have a 48 volt or more accurately 51.2 volt okay. lithium iron <laughs> phosphate battery pack. Mm -hmm. It's basically 16 cells wired in series yeah. and each cell is a 200 amp hour cell. Okay. Now that's our system. The system that we have on our store is a 48 volt or 51.2 volt lithium pack, but they're 176 amp hour cells. Okay. It's put together because that's what is available now in Canada. Right. You, this could change. You don't want to be... Depending on where you live. But our... 51 volt or 48 volt, those are kind of the standard mm -hmm. voltages and off-grid is 24, 48. So Our why pack, do you say 51? Cause well, because if you've got a lead acid pack made out of 12 volt batteries, mm -hmm. you put four of them in series, that gives you 48 volts. Okay. Lithium, the way the cells, like the voltages, they're 3.2 volt cells. Oh, so they it, don't add up that way. They're not, they're a little bit higher. And that's but okay. You yes, exactly. And that's important to note. The nominal voltage of the same pack is 51.2, but it still runs a 48 volt inverter. Okay. And that's kind of the important factor there. It's only a few volts, but... Okay, yeah. that's good to know. Anyway, 200 amp hours, or this all translates into roughly 10 kilowatt hours. Okay, roughly. And that's a sized about right for us if, and our usage. If you want to run a house, that's kind of the minimum. And that's for us is 24 hours yeah. on average okay. of battery life. How about the inverter? How big of an inverter do I need if I want to live a normal life? At least 4,000 watts. Okay. Now that's kind of the, the norm. I saw Renogy just came out with a 3,500 watt hybrid inverter that's, that's available small. on Prime. No, that's okay. You just can't run like. I could technically, we have a 5,000 watt inverter with a really big surge on right. it. I think it can surge up to nine or 10,000 watts. Mm -hmm. I can run the dishwasher and the air compressor at the same time. Oh, so if you had one smaller, you just have to be more careful. You just pick one. Okay. It's not a big deal. Yeah. When you're living off the grid. But this one that we're talking about, the package that's on our site right on now. On our site, it has a 5,000 watt. It's, okay. it's what we so have. So you don't have to be quite as picky about no. what you're doing. Yeah. Solar panels. How many mm -hmm. solar panels do I need if I want to live a normal life off-grid? As many as you can afford. <laughs> no, you're going to want... Solar panels are the cheap part. Solar panels are the cheap part. Everybody's always worried about the panels. How yeah, many no, panels? The no. solar panels are like... Well, I think it's a stigma because yeah. they were expensive. It's what you see. Yeah, it is what you see. Yeah. We have 18 solar panels that are... Uh, they average between... 265 and 255 watts okay. we have two different styles yep. because we bought six more right. a few years later basically if you're looking at a i think they're up to 350 watts is the average panel size mm -hmm. now you want to get a dozen right that's that's kind of the minimum if you want to run your home okay. comfortably so our solar array how many kilowatts is our array 5.6 okay and it's sufficient it is sufficient yeah. yes i yeah. would i would I would add six more panels if I found six more on mm. clearance somewhere. Just keep adding them, because yeah. what you're concerned about is low light. Yeah. So before I added six panels, we had 12 panels, I think they're Hanwha or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they, 
they would really drop off. Like on a cloudy day, I'd, I'd get like 100, 150 yeah. watts. And right? that's really tough in the fall and spring. Yeah. yeah. And so I got six more of these used panels that were uh, technically 10 watts a panel lower. Mm -hmm. So my, my Han ones are 265s. Right. These are Canadian Solar and they're 255s. But my cloudy day numbers are over 300 watts. Yeah. It so does those really six well panels. And so this is just trial and error based on panel design yeah. and I they're both classified as polycrystalline they're both the same age they are both the same age that's yeah. right and yet the six panels vastly outperform the 12 mm -hmm. original on cloudy day mm -hmm. I mean you, you just never know and I don't know uh, I don't know if they're both gonna last for the 25 yeah. years they claim or whatever but yeah. that's just kind of trial and error. So that's the lesson. Look for those repoed panels. Yeah. From people who financed grid tie systems. Yeah, I paid. I think I paid a dollar fifty a watt for the Hanwha's new, or maybe two dollars a watt, and that was dirt cheap at the time. Yeah. And I bought those two hundred fifty-five watt Canadian Solars for a hundred dollars a panel. Yeah. So now mm -hmm. the prices on panels now. You should be looking if you're buying new. Yes. To pay less than a dollar a watt. Less than a dollar a watt That's for brand new panels. That's that you should be looking. You for. won't find that on Amazon in particular. This no, it's got to be local because they can't ship them for that. That's price. the big one. Like I can get an inverter on Amazon cheaper than anywhere else, but the panels are so big and yeah. heavy. So that's you want to find local, and there's tons of local. But that stuff. gives you an idea of how much you should be paying, and then the repoed panels, like used, five years old or less. They should cost about thirty cents a watt, maybe even a little. Maybe less. even less. Reap when we say repo, this isn't like a foreclosure sale. Um, what happens is solar companies are financing homeowners and then they they lease them yeah. to them basically. So the homeowner doesn't buy the panels. But what a lot of homeowners find, uh, especially out here in the East Coast, is the panels don't perform. Like the solar company they doesn't. They put them flat on the roof. They don't, they don't lie. Really they don't really care. Those door-to-door -door so the, companies yeah. are... Eh. They're super... <laughs> They're yeah. pretty sketchy. <laughs> so what happens is they underperform wildly. Yeah. And, and so the homeowner says, you know what, screw it, I'm not paying this anymore. Yeah. And then that's what happens. So it's a fairly oddly amicable breakup. Mm -hmm. And so then the solar company has to hawk these things. Yeah. And that's, that's where you find them. Right. So it doesn't have bad juju. Yes. You're not buying some haunted house where <laughs> bad stuff happened. It's just, homeless it's just solar panels that didn't work right or didn't work as didn't expected. Work yeah. yeah. All right. I feel like I'm prepared to finally live off the grid. I hope so, because <laughs> you're stuck here. <laughs> I hope this is helpful to you. If you're thinking about living off the grid, I hope you will take steps today to make that happen. And if you thought that this episode was helpful, if you could share it with a friend, that really gives us a huge boost, yeah. and we really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And we have two free downloads on our site this week. As usual, the first 300 things to prep, which you can find in our store. It's mm -hmm. free. <clears throat> and our radio codes and learn more fast and easy printable is also free, and it's really fun. It's a nice little August... Uh, August thing to teach your kids. Mm -hmm. it's, it's cute. All right. Do you have a quote for me today? Why solar? Well, as far as energy sources go, we can count on solar to come through for us. People talk about fusion and all that, but the sun is a giant fusion reactor in the sky. It's really reliable. It comes up every day. If it doesn't, 
We've got bigger problems. <laughs> that is the venerable Elon Musk. <laughs> it's a great quote. I heard that years ago, but yeah. All right. Thanks, Elon. Thank you, dear. Thank you, listeners. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>